I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Hello, one and all. Welcome back to get the audio right. Get, welcome back to the Jubilee Podcast. I am your host, the SC Whisperer, joined as always by the illustrious Bruce. Mate, we had a week off last week. I needed some much-needed R and R. Headed up north, and it pissed down rain the entire week. So not much rest was had. Supercoach wise, on the other hand. Kind of a weird, weird week. Uh, I just barely cracked a thousand with updates, and that saw us have some slight red arrows. I think we're down to six forty-one. Uh, whereas you, my man, you saw some some nice little green up about fifteen hundred spots. Yeah, wasn't too bad. I, I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster, to be honest with you. But Sunday, the the Roosters Parramatta game helped me out a great deal. Uh, Ruben Cotter. The legend that is Ruben Cotter helped me out big time as well, and I ended up seeing a bit of green. I didn't think I was going to crack a thousand, but I ended up doing it quite comfortably. Yeah, Ruben Cotter. Uh, unfortunately, as the weeks go by, it looks like my round four pod trade in is getting less and less viable because pretty pretty confident he will play Origin. Um, but yeah, we we ended up on a thousand forty one. Didn't do a round recap, so hard to go over that. But uh, for anyone that was following following my Twitter page, we were sort of up and down, whether we bring in Meany, then the, the news that he was moving to the wing and, or well, he sort of stayed on the wing, wasn't going to fullback. And then, yeah, tossing up between Garrick and Meany. And then we ended up going with Garrick and he stunk it up. We also brought in TPJ. He stunk it up. Uh, Xavier Coates, he'll be hotly discussed at the back end of this episode today. He stunk it up. So we were very fortunate to, to, to limp over a thousand. Uh, thanks to IPAP, he did wonders for us. Um, and yeah, the, the last minute decision to play Blake Taff also paid off. Uh, Souths. Finally coming good. Cody stocks on the up. Uh, I'm not so sure. I, I still don't think they're playing great footy. Their, that first half was good, but that second half was back to south of old. So I don't know where I stand on them, but I was always playing tough this week and I was a little bit dirty when you and Aiken got ruled out and a lot of people ended up slapping him in their side because, you know, I lost that advantage. But in the end, he, he downgraded. Like he, I think he finished on 81 and ended up about mid-60s. So it wasn't... It wasn't the score that it did look like at one stage. Yeah, I think he had a dubious line break there. They they took off him, and but overall, like you've still got to be happy with that. He should make some cash and uh, look to flip him on probably before round thirteen, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Trade wise, though, this week it's it's really not hard, not hard, but it's just just weird. Like it's just there's a, there's a couple of options that we we will discuss. Um, Teamless dropped three hours ago, man. There was actually a fair bit to come out of this team list. Not too sure how Supercoach relevant it is, but there's definitely some things to note. Uh, first things first, the MILF, he is back. Uh, Adam O'Brien making continual changes to his halves at Newcastle. Milford is back. Uh, some news today that Brett Naden has joined the Tigers effective immediately. He is on the extended bench. Uh, 
Jackson Tarpany, he starts in the back row for the Bulldogs. Uh, Not the cheapie I was expecting to see because obviously uh, now all the developmental players are eligible to come into the side. I was really hoping for, uh, not Moraz, Karaz. Karaz. Yeah, I was was hoping that we'd get to see him, but no sign of him, especially with the Naden leaving. Uh, Nothing for him. Uh, Burbo Byers burnt. Now, you and I dodged, but not dodged him. I think you and I were going to bring him in this week, but... Yeah, AC joint, was he out for three to six weeks and not good for people that brought him in. He made, what, 50K and kind of a disaster if you brought him in last week. Yeah, I think he's probably he's probably still the best center option they've got. I've actually quite liked what I've seen from him, but as it turned out, obviously, yeah, he, he got a case of the injury last week, uh, went down, he's not there this week. I was planning to actually bring him in this week. It was going to work for me with what I wanted to do. And now he's not there. And there's all these cheapy options that have popped up. I actually missed Milford. I, I must've just kind of skimmed. He has an effect. He has an effect on people, mate. Don't, don't stress. Uh, Matto, after absolutely carving up off the bench the last couple of weeks, he gets a start at 13. Uh, is it time for the Ramsey resurgence? He's big Cody Ramsey gets a shout at fullback this week for the Dragons. Uh, Brandon Smith gets the start as well in, in the front row forward with uh, Nelson Asper Solomona out. Wishard still stays at fullback. Uh, Jerome Hughes back. Do you expect him to line up on game day? Because they were reporting like a three to four week injury. It looks like he's he's been named after a one week absence. Yeah, I'm not confident with that Melbourne team sheet. To be honest with you, I. I saw Wishart was named and like, that was great. Like given that he's been a, a pain in my ass Wishart because of the AE situation. But then when Pappy went down and he came on, got some points. And then he last week named fullback, I was rubbing my hands. I played him, which I regret because I played him over Tago. Yeah, and then he's named again this week, but yeah, Hughes, I just, I can't see him playing. I can see a reshuffle and, I feel like if I play Wishart, he's going to burn me again. So I won't be making the same mistake twice. He can just if he make if he scores points, good luck. He can make some cash for me, but I'm not playing him. Uh, should we be looking at Nat Butcher, named at 13? So bloody lootly, I alluded to it up. on Twitter yesterday. I um, I said there's a 360k player for the Roosters. I'd actually I didn't mention the Roosters. I said there's a 360 thousand dollar player that's going to get named tomorrow, and if he does, I'm picking him. And that that ended up being Nat Butcher, and I I, I am getting him. Can you please give us more rundowns on the team list news? Because my uh, camera has just fallen off my computer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll go back to Madison, actually. There was a few cheapies just quickly that popped up on the team sheet. Trent Peoples is one. He obviously smashed it in the very first game that he played. Uh, he is an option. He's played the one. So this is week two. If you're looking for cash, there's definitely an avenue to grab him this week, considering he's starting on the edge, which I think will be good. Uh, the other one, Zach Wolford, who actually had a blinder last week, and he's got the start, obviously, over the much-preferred player who a lot of people picked up, uh, yourself included. Less said about Wispy. that, the better. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think he's an option possibly this week too, especially if you're looking for some cash. You mentioned Blake Taff earlier. There is a world where I flick Wishart down to, down to the – Six and and get Wolford this week via TAF. I'd be I'd be exiting a week early, but it's an option, man, and I am thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I had here the people's champ gets a start. I really like his job. <laughs> I really like his job security as well. Actually, like you've got uh, Host who looks to be done 
for at least yeah, that shoulder uh, snow good. I would yeah. I would say at least ten to twelve weeks. Um, and Cam Murray out until round fourteen, and then jo- obviously Jai Arrow he'll be floating in and out of Origin camp as well. So there there is definitely some appeal there. Uh, I made a post on Instagram today actually with with Trent Peoples. We we hadn't seen much of him. We saw him for sixty four minutes. But in that time, uh, one tackle bust, one line break, 11 hit-ups, four offloads, 24 tackles. So he could definitely churn through the work at, at basement price as well. Uh, very, very handy. You mentioned Wolford there as well. I've, I've also grouped him in with Elliot. Be very, very interested to see what happens game day um, because Adam Elliott is just too good to leave out of the side. Uh, but Wolford played really, really well uh, in his debut, and I'm not too sure if you can drop Tom Starling. So... Three, three. Is Elliot is Elliot in the squad? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's on the he's, exten- an- he's on the extendeds. So, oh, okay. So it'd be very interesting to come game day as to what happens there. Whether, um, yeah, whether Wolford does drop out and they, and they move Elliot back because Elliot's done nothing wrong to lose his job. He's been sensational the the time that Ricky has given him. Um, Cameron McInnes is it finally the time? Now he's been in and out of the starting side. Up and down. It's been the time for a month. Yeah, yeah. But now we see Dale Finucane out with a concussion. He does have a history of concussions as well. So uh, this could be a situation where the price is finally right to jump on Cam McInnes. He, he is a little bit more expensive than what he was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think he's 500, uh, 511K, but he looks to be a safe 55 with, with upsides of, of 70 if he can play big minutes. Uh, and Teague Wilton also dropped as well, dropped for Wade That's Graham. a shocker. Yeah, Wade Graham comes back into the starting side on that left hand. Is there going to be a ripple effect for Talakai? Uh, we will know this week. And Nico Hines. Uh, you have Braden Trindle. Seems to be getting chances. He got chances in the trials, chances in the All-Star game. He just... Uh, it's just not working for him. So they bring in the uh, rugby seven star Lockie Miller. He lines up at fullback. Uh, there's a lot of hype around him. I'm not too sure what kind of super coach stocks there are there. Not too sure how long his name is on that jersey. But more importantly, Nico Hines does go back to halfback after an absolute stinking performance from the Sharks last week. There was a lot, like I said, team list. You can take of that what you will, sort of what comes out, Supercoach relevant news or whatnot. But the big ones for me would be Madison, because he is very, very highly talked about this week. Um, a couple of other ones. The Cheese, yeah. I mean, no. it, it could be it could be a draft play. Like, if you've got him in draft, then obviously a, a great play for Classic. I just don't think the I just don't think the, the time in the sun is going to be there for too long. Um, but the big one you and I want to touch on is Nat Butcher. Yeah, so before we move into the top 10 most bought and, and sold, let's... Let's let's talk on, on Butcher because you you were pretty keen on him. You, you were also keen on Tane Milne as well um, for a little bit of a pod play. Uh, so we didn't mention yeah. him, but but mention. But I'll, I'll give you the floor. Give you the microphone. Give us your rundown on that Butcher. Give us your rundown on Tane Milne because we saw Butcher playing in the back row. Is he going to have the same attacking chances as, as what he would in in sort of the, the middle? I don't think he does. But do you think the workload improves and he is around thirteen option at, at pretty pretty good price? Look, playing. Playing in the 13, I'd have to think he's going to play somewhere between that 55 and 65 minutes. I don't think he's going to, you know, come on, play 15 minutes, go off for half an hour and then come back and play the final 15 or anything. It's not really the Roosters style to play that way. So he normally has a PPM of about 0.8. So you're talking about a guy that's, you know, 369. When he got his opportunities earlier in the season, he, he got 114, a 59, 55, uh, like their solid scores when he was playing anywhere between 60 and 80 minutes when he did that. So I think given that Angus Crichton, you would think is still a lock for origin. I don't think Fitler's going to really drop him. Like form-based, 
you could warrant dropping him from Origin, but I just don't see Freddie doing it. So I'm pretty sure he'll play Origin. Just keep the winning or formula just, that worked last year. Like, there's no Angus hasn't done anything to be dropped. Like, he hasn't done anything to like yeah. to start. So, but I don't think you lose the bench spot. Radley's gone for I'm told eight weeks. That's an extended period of Nat Butcher getting time at lock. He's also an extremely creative player. So I do think that he's going to get some occasional either line breaks or line break assists just through the way that he does play. It's money for jam for me. I can easily see him pushing up to a 500K player, you know, that you'll make, say, 125 to 150K, but you'll also get that round 13 number. Definitely. He'll get, he'll get big minutes on that on that particular weekend, I'd suggest. So for me, he's a steal. Uh, owned, um, owned by 1% of teams as well, by the way. Yeah, like I met, like at the start of the year, we were talking about him in those first few rounds when he won that edge spot, seemingly won the edge spot. We were like, shit, like is Nat Butcher, is he the guy this year? Like is do we get on him? Well, now he's gone to the middle. He's He's got an amazing work rate. So I don't see why you wouldn't jump on at that price. You know, if he's going to punch you out, say, 50 to 65 points a week. We were just talking about McInnes and what McInnes has done. Well, there's a 150K option cheaper who plays the first buy. So for me, it's it's an easy decision. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would also be going Butcher over McInnes now with the, with the news. Like the, if, if Butcher had the handy front row forward duel, it'd be much more enticing. Um, but I guess, is he a play? If you bring him in, is he a play or should your squads be deep enough now where you can just sort of have him on the bench? I think it depends on your injury situation if you're carrying people. I know some people are still carrying Murray. Uh, I personally, I did end up selling Murray last week to Tavita Pangai. Good job, TPJ. I wasn't cranky yep. at all yep. the other night. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, I, for one, I'm carrying Pappenhausen. I'm not selling him. I'm one of the crazy few that is going to hold him for the six weeks that he's out. I know it's a million bucks on my bench, but I'm doing it. I don't want to have to find that cash later on to get him back in when he's the highest averaging player in the game. So I'm holding him. And in in doing that, I am having to carry some weaker players. I'm having a player to Vita Kula or, you know, Isaac Tago, I suppose. Uh, last week I had to play quite, quite a weak bench. Uh, I'm fixing that this week, but I don't mind playing Butcher. I'm going to play him as a choice this week in my 17. Awesome. Now tell me also about your other pod in Tane Mill. Now, uh, obviously lighting it up, at Parramatta, Parramatta. South's using both their edges quite effectively. AJ got a fair few points last week. So did Tane Mill, uh, Campbell Graham, and obviously Jackson Polo as well is lighting up in the centres. They're, they're floating both sides. Ilias is getting his hands on the ball more and more. And Tane Mill has definitely risen in your ranks uh, and you, you were quite high on him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can get this guy into my side and get Nat Butcher into my side this week. They're the two people that I want to bring in. The difficulty in doing so is that I would probably have to sacrifice one of Talakai and Katoni Staggs, and I'm trying not to do that. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit sideways to, to do it, so I'm trying to figure out other options. That's why I mentioned that Trent Peoples or a, a Wolford could come in for me this week. Because, you know, by getting one of them, I can get Milne, wait a week on Butcher. Um, but Milne, over the last two weeks, has scored a double in both games. He scored 93 and 104. Now, he's not going to score a double every week, but scoring a double in the two weeks that he's been over there shows that they do like to attack to the right side. They seem to prefer to go to the right side from from watching it as an NRL fan. And I think that's because Taff is a lot stronger playing right side than he is left side. So whilst Latrell's out, 
I do feel like that's going to be their favourite side. Their draw is good. Um, they got Canberra this weekend. I will note that Canberra right side, so the side that Milne's playing against, Canberra's actually number one for defence on that side. So there is a disclaimer going into this week for that. But then they've got the Tigers, Gold Coast, St. George, Parramatta, who can obviously still leak points, Newcastle Bulldogs. And then at round 19, it gets a bit harder for South. So it's an extended period of good games. So with a minus 45 break even, I think it's now or never for Tane Mill. Um, and I'm quite keen to go there. Yeah, 100%. If you've got the jewels to make it work, you can trade it like a Tuolagi um, or even like a... I'm trying to think of like... To, even a Randall, if you've got the jewels, like if you own a Cotter, you can like move Cotter up to, to Hooker and, and you can move some jewels around and, and bring Milne in that way. So there's there's plenty of these of these cows that have peaked uh, that you can slaughter them for to, to upgrade to to a Milne or to, or to a, a Butcher and hopefully that they can generate you another 150, 200K and then you just keep banking that money and moving in to, to post-origin. Uh, let's move into the 10 most bought players this week. And, and number one is the aforementioned uh, Ruben Cotter now. I brought him in back in round four. Uh, looked like a gr- looked like a great trade, and then he keeps getting talked about playing Origin. And, and the appeal for Cotter was the fact that he was playing um, round thirteen. But there's been some whispers going around that, that people are seeing him as a season long keeper. Now, are you in the Cotter season keeper boat? Because he, he does have a very handy jewel, and if we're going to be honest, he's probably everything that we hoped McKinnis could have been. He's everything we hoped that Tamalolo would be, to be honest with you. And he's playing a lot more like Tamalolo used to than Tamalolo is this year. Now, granted, Tamalolo is getting screwed a little bit on his minutes. But, yeah, I think he at the moment, the way he's playing, you can't say that he's not a keeper. He's, he's scoring between 60 and 80 every week, and that's that's keeper numbers. He's, he's not really on my radar to sell. Initially, he was a first buy guy for me. I, I thought oh, I can pick this guy up, get some handy scores, make some cash sell him after the buy, but at the moment, he's just locked in as one of my forwards. Yeah, we were all frothing over McKinnis, as I said, as that sort of hooker to RF averaging 65 at the start of the year, but it looks like Cotter's taking that mantle and run with it. Now, you're saying that he's a keeper, and so him playing Origin is not putting you off buying him if you weren't, if you weren't an owner, or is it is it too, too late to go by buying him, knowing that he's only going to play in your side for another two weeks, or, or what's the deal? What are you thinking if, you, if you're not a Cotter owner? Tactically... I wouldn't be buying him this week if you're an overall player. I would work out what he will score over the next three rounds versus what another player will score over the next four rounds and make your choice that way. If you think that Cotter is going to score more over that period than the other person, then by all means, go Cotter. That's normally how I make my decisions when it comes to a buy player versus a non-buy player. I think I'd wait. Uh, I think you probably going to be able to pick him up at a similar price after the buy. Um, and you'll be able to see if there's any fluctuation in the minutes with Tamalolo because it's been really strange the last two to three weeks. You know, last week Tamalolo played for about 14 seconds of the game and the week before I think he played 41 minutes or something like that off the top of my head. I'd, I'd be wanting to see what happens over the coming weeks, especially with the opponents that they're about to play. Yeah, maybe Todd Payton is just just keeping him on ice, ready for the for the tough run they have. Um, the reason number two on this most bought list is the reason why I sold Payne Haas a couple of weeks ago when he did his AC joint, and that was Isaiah Papali'i. Now, all preseason, we've said this multiple times. All preseason, we're worried about the rotation. What's going to happen? Is he going to play through the middle? But he's just looking as good as what he was last year. 
the form front row for Supercoach. Obviously, Payne Haas is there, but coming off the back of that AC injury, uh, Isaiah Papali'i just getting back to what he did in 2021, like the best front row forward option right now in Supercoach must have. Like we, I think you and I said three weeks ago that like he's just too expensive, but he just keeps putting up scores and. There's got to come a time where you bite the bullet and just say stuff it like I've just I've just got to pay whatever it is to get him in. He's what David Fafita was last year, except he has base. More, yeah, way more consistent. So if if Fafita was a must-have last year, and we all thought he was, and we all did, we tore our sides apart if we didn't own Fafita to get him. Then that's Papa Lee this year. Eels also have a spanking good draw coming up too. So I'd say there's a fair chance of of more pies. Number three on this list, I'm not too sure. Look, I want to own him, and I probably will buy him in the next two weeks, but I don't know if this week is the week to be buying Joey Manu. Um, coming up against the Penrith Panthers, it's not going to be an easy task for him. Obviously, he'll be the Roosters' fullback over the origin period, and that's absolute golden spots to have. But Joey Manu at number three most bought this week? Yeah. Like, I, I want Manu too, but he's also... He's 600K and the Chooks have a really tough draw coming up. So having Suwali, I'm kind of just happy to take Suwali points every week. And I think I'd prefer to get Tupu. Like Tupu is about 100K cheaper, I think. And, you know, they like to attack the edges. And yes, I get Manu will play fullback, obviously, in round 13, but it's only one. It's one round. And his average will be strong enough to keep him anyway, but... I reckon I'll be able to pick him up for 100k cheaper at some point, so that's going to be my goal with Manu. Yeah, we're still paying the price for his like back-to-back hundreds a couple of weeks ago, um, and when they drop out of his let average, those fall out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let those fall out and pick them up. Now, number four, you and I might have different opinions on this. We haven't actually spoken, re Ryan Madison. Are you in the yes camp or are you in the no camp? At 660k, finally getting the start in the middle. Oh look, I I went to Parramatta versus Penrith a few weekends ago and I watched Madison play and I wanted to buy him after what that performance. So I actually looked at him last week. I just didn't have the balls to do it because he's coming off the bench. Now that he's named to start at lock, it'd be interesting to see what happens this weekend. I bet you he doesn't score a try this weekend and he scores, you know, 50. a 55 or something like that after everyone's jumped on him. That said, yes, I think, I think he is a buy. And if, if, if I had a boost or something this week, I'd probably do it but I don't, and I've got more pressing issues. So I'm not buying him this week, but yes, I support his trade-in. I'm in the opposite camp. Now, 1.4, 1.3, 1.8, 2.0 PPM in the last four weeks. It's just simply unsustainable. 660K for a guy playing through the middle uh, in a pretty gross matchup. I am not sold. I know he's been producing the numbers, and and I know that it, it all backs it up, but I'm just looking at his PPM, and I just don't see it being what it is. Like, I think we're paying 60, 70K just too much for Ryan Madison personally. Um, that's that's just my my tidbit. I can see, I can definitely see why people are keen on him. So if you're going to put in the comments... Can I counter that? Uh, if, of course, of course. If you put it, if you put in the all comments, right. if you give me all the reasons why Ryan Madison is a buy, I'm definitely not going to turn you down. It's just not something that I'm committed to. Like, it's just six, 660K. Look, he might peak at 700 I just don't know the the longevity. Like you said, like the the base is cool, but like the base might be fifty, whereas like IPAP the base is like seventy. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather just pay the extra cash and get an IPAP. Agree, but you mentioned that PPM not being sustainable. 
Papa Lee's PPM is 1. 1.4, 1.2, 0.7, 1.8, 1.1, 1.2. Yeah, but so that's, he's that's, sustained not, it. that's not 1.4, 1.8, 2.0, though. Like 2.0 PPM, which is what he got last, last week at 107. Like he's only playing – like if Ryan Madison was playing 70 minutes, yeah, awesome. I'd be, I'd be all over it. But he's played 38, 55, 50, 54 minutes. So like – he, he's kind of the, the glass ceiling is kind of over his head with the minutes, and I still think Nathan Brown is going to command some stuff through through the middle as well. I'm just not too sure. What was his average minutes over those last few weeks? I'm just looking at something. Like I said, thir- 38, 55, 50, 54. So he's a low 50s in the last 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 couple of weeks, and I'm just I'm just worried that he is very very reliant on attack, and, and the base the base might just be a 1.0 ppm. Which, yeah, that's cool, but if we're just getting 50 to 55 points out of matter and no attack at 660k, is it really, is it really, like, is that it? I don't think his minutes will change very much on those recent few rounds. Then looking at Nathan Brown, he hasn't played over 57 minutes in a game since round seven. Yeah, that's my concern with, 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 Six, round with six, 660k yeah. Ryan Madison. Mm, I get it. It's a risk. You, you would have been better off doing it last week, but. I can see the upside there with him starting lock now. A risk also is Vilami Kikau, Mr. Rocks of Diamonds himself. No. Seems like it's more diamonds than rocks this year, though. So the, 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 the bloke who was all attack week in, week out last year, seems like he's putting it together more consistently. He's the fifth most purchased option this week. Yeah, look, he is. But I remember, like, two or three weeks ago, everyone was going, oh, bloody Kikau, like, I'm going to sell Kikau. I'm going to sell Kikau. And that was after a month early. Everyone was like, oh, i got to get Kikau. This is just what the dude does. It just like, it happens. If you, he just if you goes own... on runs of tries. And, yeah, he's doing it a lot more consistently this season than previous seasons. I get that. But I still don't think he's a buy at 600K. If you own, he's definitely not a sell. If you don't own, I'm not going out of my way to buy. It's one yeah, of those if ones. you have him, just hold him for the year because this is what he's going to do. He's going to go up. He's going to go down. He's going to go up. He's going to go down. But I'm certainly not buying him. Right at his up. Now, someone else that we had a lot of preseason hype for, Selwyn Cobbo, number six most purchased option this week, has, oh, has finally the, put it... man that I never owned. Has finally put it together. The the Broncos are looking very, very good. Bronx Nation would be very happy with him. A lot of points going to Cobbo, not so much going to Stags. Is Cobbo a buy? Are people licking their wounds and, and rebuying him after selling him? No, nah, he's not a buy. I, look, he's not going to score two or three tries every week, and that's what he's been doing in recent times. He scored a hat-trick last week. He scored a double the week before that. I'm pretty sure he scored one or two in the two weeks prior to that during this Broncos run. It's not going to happen week in, week out. Teams are going to learn that they've got to pay more attention to this guy and shut him down a little bit. So he's going to be quite Saab-like, I think, from last season when he's on. He's going to get you 80 to 120 points, but when he's not, he's going to get you an absolute stanker. And if that's the case, I'm not paying 450, 470, whatever he's priced at now. We'll try and wrap up the top 10 most board with a couple of quick fires. Number seven, Joseph Sawali. I'm surprised to see him on this list, actually, because I just assumed no. I assumed that everyone would have already owned him. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't buy him as a bottom dollar cow, don't buy him now because he's, he's, nearing, he's nearing his peak price-wise, so I don't see the point. Number eight, I expected to see a lot higher in Adam Reynolds. I, I honestly thought people would be getting all over the Adam Reynolds train after two pretty good scores. Yeah, when I scrolled in to my team earlier, I saw the most traded in and he was on that list. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like, seriously. Like, yeah, he's playing good and we might we might be biting our tongue 
off like you know <laughs> maybe oh, I, he is a god I a super coach guy this year but I can't do it every every team that like sent me their teams in preseason asking for advice that had Adam Reynolds I would just slam them I just I just I just say like why like what he did nothing at South who were a better side like what's he gonna do with the Broncos and now like he, he is doing it so fair play to him He's got more try assists through ten games this year <laughs> than he did in the last two seasons you what love the it. hell. Hey, this one reeks of people licking their wounds. Number nine, most bought Isaac Tago after being one of the most sold the last couple of weeks. I didn't play him last week, but I didn't sell because I, w- I wasn't crazy. But of course, we don't. We play him every week, and then all of a sudden we don't play him, and he comes out and, and does what Tago did in rounds one to three and just killed it. Uh, are people licking their wounds here with with the ninth most purchased player this week? Yeah, look. Guys, I'm guessing you've still got Talon May, so just hang on to that. And if you want to get another Panthers player, go get Crichton. Don't get Tago because Crichton's a better option, in my opinion. Or or get Tane Milne, same price. Like, <laughs> don't don't fall on your sword and and you know getting back in because he gets a ton after you sold him. The last or the tenth most purchased player this week, Dejan Arcee, uh going up in price this week. I'm pretty sure. I am concerned. We went up price last week. Uh, last week, so it's a, we're getting another price price this week. I am concerned with the arrival of your boy Ronald Volkman, um, and obviously Chanel Harris Tavita waiting in the wings. I'm not too sure if Arcee is a buy. I, I understand it because he is. He does have centre wing eligibility, but the Warriors suck, and he's not the half I'd be chasing. Every time I hear that guy's name on the commentary, I just I think of the late great Tony Gregg. And I just want to yell out, you're Aussie Borstead. I love it. Um, look, I looked at him last week and I really wanted to get him. And then I ended up going the two stud options. Um, of course, Pangai ended up getting me 30. But um, yeah, there, there's risk there. But honestly, if we're going off form, Volkman should be replacing SJ, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately, it just, it just won't happen. Darcy's had good form, bro. He's been playing pretty good for them. I, yeah, I, if they it, drop him, they're madmen. I just don't think the Warriors are any good. Like, I wouldn't be buying many stocks in them at all. No. Hey, that's going to round out the top 10 most bought. Hang with us for a short, short break. Uh, Brew and I will be right back in, what, two or three minutes? Stand by. The stream won't end. Um, podcast listeners, we will just cut you out. So we'll be back in a very, very short time. Alrighty, we are back. Uh, thank you for bearing with us there. So Brew and I, we just rounded out the top 10 most bought players this week. Uh, sorry, top top 10 most bought players. And we're going over the top five most sold. Uh, interesting enough, or not interesting enough, Xavier Coates is number one on this list. A Rocks Diamonds guy. I only myself um, a sub-10 point performance last week in a Melbourne site. They got absolutely spanked. They do, up come, up to, they do come up against the Cowboys this week. Um, he's made us some good cash. He's made us 200,000. A monster break even. We'll play Origin. Won't be available around 13. All things point towards a sell. But at the same time, a Melbourne winger. It's hard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are they cut ties? I think he's, um, I just think he's a hold for the season. Reminds me of your AJ types. He's, he's even sub from last year. He's basically, he's going to have 
massive weeks. He's going to have really bad weeks. You're just going to have to try and flex him and pick the right weeks to play him, I guess. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'm not sure. I, I, I might be making a ch- – we'll touch on my trades later on, but basically I, I am looking at him because I can upgrade to basically anyone um, if we trade him out. So we'll, we'll touch on that when we come to it. Number two, Talakai. We, we get center wing eligibility. We get center wing eligibility next week, which is what we've all been holding out for. I understand it's frustrating, but like, just think of him as a center wing. And and super coach guns, Nathan, um, he he gave a great analogy. Like, if a center wing is getting you fifty points without attack, you love that. Just because Talakai right now is a, is a two RF, people are, are jumping up and down. I bought him for like four hundred k, so I, I'm not as I'm not as invested as people that bought him in for seven hundred. But but even still, like, he's going to be center wing next week which is going to be awesome. I'm not rushing to sell. I was looking to sell this week because I honestly think I can get him back for about 200K cheaper and closer to the second buy. But I actually don't mind Wade Graham. I think he Wade Graham last week stifled their attack, but I think if he's going to start there on the edge, train there this week as a starter, and him and Teague aren't going to get in each other's way, I can see him opening up that left side. And I think that'll be good for Talakai because if Talakai gets in any space, he's very good at drawing in and and obviously putting more Talo away. So I don't mind it this week. I'm actually yeah, I'm going to hold him. Yeah, no, as am I. I think Wade Graham does help him a little bit. Um, Wade Graham's a, a good ball player, as I said a couple of times. Reminds me a little bit of, of Kenny Bromwich from the Storm. Just a, a good back rower that can put the ball in the boot. Uh, has some good ball playing ability as well. So I'm more than happy to keep Talakai, because especially does he does pick up that settlement eligibility next week as well with the position. But that up. said, I will say this. Like you said, Gunn said he, he's you know punching out 50s. He's not, though. He's only been getting 30 or 40. So I don't think he's as a sure thing. As, as what you're saying, I can I could easily argue that he's a sell. If you asked me yesterday, I would have argued that he's an absolute sell. I think I did on Twitter, but I'm going to hold. I can see the upside in holding now. I just think it's two trades not worth it because you're going to want to bring him back in. Like, I think that's that's inevitable, but like... Uh, I'm someone that have that has traded quite hard, and I am looking to pump the brakes a bit. And it's just two trades, I think, that we don't have to make. Like if we look at his scores from basically like the last the last eight weeks: sixty six, hundred and eight, fifty nine, one fourteen, one sixty five, thirty six, fifty, thirty four uh, against the Broncos side who were pretty up for that game against the New Zealand side where he got fifty, and against a, a Raider side they got absolutely spanked against. And I, I just don't see them. They've got the Titans, the Roosters in round 12, the Warriors, the Titans again, the Bulldogs, Melbourne in round 17. So Melbourne will be decimated with origin, the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Bunnies. So they've got one tough game in the next, like, eight. I just yeah. don't see a world Roosters, where we're Roosters it. still leak points. They get the saving grace of playing Melbourne on the bye week. And obviously Penrith in 19 is going to be tricky. But outside of that, it, they do have a pretty sweet draw, actually. Even the run home, like the Dragons, Tigers, Manly, oh, run Bulldogs, good. Newcastle. Like, I'm just looking at that. Like, yeah, look, I'm going to lose cash. I could have sold him two weeks ago. I could have made 400000 Cool. I don't care. Like, I'm just holding the bloke. I'm not bombing two trades. Like, yeah. And unless uh, The minute that I see him not named in the side, that's when I will sell. I don't think I can cut ties with him, uh, especially when he gets some center wing eligibility. We put him down there, stash him away, and, and I think we're we're good for basically the run home. 
Number three, though, I, I do agree. Chris Randall, uh, it's time to go. It was time to go a month or three weeks ago. It's time to go now. Uh, he's done his job. Jaden Bradley comes back, I think, in like a couple of weeks as well. So, Randall, thanks, but it's time to pack your bags. Yeah, sell him to Wolford. Ooh, that's spicy. Um, so I'm just selling the Cotter if you got the cash. Um, number four is King. I haven't put it here, but I know it is Max. And I, I can't understand this one. Max King, he's going to play round 13. He will get us 45 points. Actually. And then we and then we move him on. I'll, I'll shout one out. Sell Randall to um, Reese Robson. And oh, I don't. Later. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Reese Robson love on Twitter. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I am a fan. Not not at 560k. I'm not a fan. If it's a small upgrade. Yeah. Okay. Max King as a sell. I'm I'm a hard no here. Uh, sell him in round 14. Yeah. Exactly. And number five, Will Panasini, uh, is the most fifth most sold player. Had a bit of a run there. Had like a good three week run. Had a bit of a bit of a comeback. Why? I'm not, I'm not an why, owner. Why are you selling him? I'm not an owner. I sold three weeks ago, I, but I'll just. Yeah, I, I sold I sold him at the perfect time, um, actually. Um, he did end up scoring okay in the coming weeks, but in hindsight, that was his peak price, so it was the right move. I Paris got a pretty good run coming up to the point where I actually toyed with getting Mitch Moses back in this week. That's how good their upcoming run Ew. is. Um, not ooh. Mm. It, Stinky. Mitch Moses at five fifty, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't sell Panasini right now. I, feel I, like if, if, if I would help. sell Panasini if you are getting a Mulatalo, Garrick, Brian Toto, but time it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't Get your be. Right. I'm trying to think. Like, who are some center wings here? Like, there's in the top ten. There's, there's Cobo. There's Arcee. There's Suwali. I wouldn't be selling Panasini for any of those guys. No. Kill. 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 Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. Captains. Now, last week, the most popular one, Nico Hines, flopped. Nathan Cleary flopped. Uh, no, Teddy, he didn't. Teddy Not did. 81. Cleary? Yeah. Did he? Have I, have, I, yeah. have I missed something? I thought he got like 45. Okay, so Cleary didn't flop. Uh, Hines did. Um, yeah, Hines with a 50. Not great. Cameron Munster with a 49. Not great. Uh, Harry Grant with a less than sixty, not not great. I think Teddy only got sixty-five. So like it was a low-scoring okay. week. If you had the balls to put it on IPAP, uh, great. An eel, yeah, an an eel. Uh, you did wonders this week, mate. I'm just I'm just loading up on the Melbourne bounce back. Munster, Grant, hey. take your pick. I, I'm just I'm getting in on them for for the VC, and then Hines back at the seven for me. Yeah, I I can't remember the order in which they play. Um, Hines plays the last but, game of the round, so I think he's no, no. The, he's the lock Fuck of the Hines. week. I'm not I'm not doing that this week. Don't get me wrong; I think the Sharks will play a lot better this week. They'll bounce back. There'll be a lot of points in that game, I believe. But for me, it just comes down to two games. It's uh, Nathan Cleary and Munster. For me, they're the two guys, and I will VCC in order of which they play. I can't remember who plays first. They play so the the Cowboys play Melbourne at five thirty, and the Roosters play at seven Penrith at yep. seven thirty five. So. Uh, yeah, it'll be a quick, quick, a quick loop decision if you are going to pull it. But I don't hate that. Yeah, I am looking. I'm looking at. I think I'm definitely VCing one of the Storm guys, whether it be Grant or Munster. And then I was tossing out between um, Cleary or uh, what's his name, Hines. Hines against the Titans could be could be good. Um, are you expecting a good defensive performance from the Roosters, or are you expecting there to be points? 
I'm expecting a 24-18 you type guys, contest. You guys look shit this year. You guys, you did, you did not look good. Did you watch the game on the weekend? Yeah, I mean, like, just defensively. It just doesn't It just doesn't seem like the roosters of what... Like, we all thought you would just cakewalk them on a premiership, 25-0. and 0, You know what I mean? Like You did. You did. I think I think a lot of people. Um, I think the, a lot of people had the roosters tip just to have a dominant season, and just I don't know what's at, going at on. Ha- at halftime, everyone was tweeting the Bondi Wall on the weekend. So the first half, they did defensively, they were very good, and that and that's because they finally picked their strongest team. And if people didn't notice, Satili went back to the right, Angus was on the left, which is the right decision in terms of protecting the six and seven defensively. So they finally made the right decisions. They played really good in the second half, uh, in the first half. And in the second half, you know, it was two pieces of brilliance that kind of turned the momentum and brought them back into the game. Like Mitchell Moses' try was was freakish. Hey, best, best player on best player on the ground, apparently, according to, to the Deli M votes. Moses. Yeah, he got he got three Deli M points. Don't ask me how. No, I agree with that. I don't. I do not. I think Jared Rhea Hargraves should have got man of the match by um, by far. So yeah, I think that was a Good week for the Roosters, um, and I think that's the turning point. I think they'll compete with Penrith this week. I think it'll be a tight game. I do think Penrith will win. They're that good of a side, but, you know, I, I'm thinking 1-12 to 12 Penrith, and I think it's, you know, probably going to be 18-26, to 26, that type of game. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. I have no idea. I've got absolutely no, I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah, look, I've, I've got... My difficulty this week, I'll talk through mine a little bit. Um, so I got, uh, what's his name? I've got Tago in my second row and it's kind of stuffing up my trades because I really want to release him down because I'm sick of playing cooler. You're going to have to release Talakai down next week as well. And I need to get Talakai down. Um, you know, if Burbo comes in in the next couple of weeks, I might then have Burbo as an option as well. So I've got all these guys sitting in my second row that I need to start dropping down, and it's really making my trades quite hard this week because, as I said, I really want to get Tane Mill. Um, but if I do, I, I don't play Tago this week, and I do play Cooler. Um, Who do you have in your four? You've still got Pappenhausen, don't you? So you can't even like flick Sawali down for a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. So I've, I've got Pappy and Hines at fullback. I've got Cleary, Munster, Sam Walker, and Blake Taff in the halves. Now, Taff could go for me this week. It would mean that I have to go early on Wolford or Peoples. Um, and I can do that via a very tricky dual situation, but I can do that. Um, it's quite it's quite tricky. Uh, at the moment, I've gone Peoples and Butcher, and I don't have Tane Milne, but it means that I hold Stags and Talakai. So uh, it's tricky. Yeah, it sounds Lyle, tricky. Sounds tricky. No. Um. I am considering going early on on the people's champ, and it'd just be yeah. for, it'd just be for Andrew Fafita. Um, I could do it next week, actually. Like I'd, I'm not, I'm actually not pressed for trades this week. Like I can sit on my hands and not do anything. I am looking at Nat Butcher. Um, I don't know how. I would have to work out a way to do it. Um, but with the Talakai situation, I might just leave him in my center wings until 14, and then I'll trade out Daniel Tupo because I've got I own Daniel Tupo. So I would trade. I would trade at Daniel Tupo, which would free up a center wing spot, and I'd probably just bring Talakai down in for a back rower. But like initially, I was thinking Fafita to or Peoples to Fafita. No, other way around. Fafita to Peoples, yep. and then Coates out to like basically anyone. So like Maddo, Hamwall. Um, like I've got like six hundred and seventy k to spend, so I could basically bring in like any any hooker, any front row forward, any back rower, like any center, just via jewels. Well, I was looking at Clemmer. 
Mulatalo. Your, your boy? Uh, Clemmer. Fuck. I really want Clemmer too. Remember that time that you fell asleep with average the, lately. That you fell asleep on the lounge? <laughs> he's been he's been a weapon. But no, look, honestly, don't expect much trade talk from me this week on socials, guys. I'm really only considering selling to Xavier Coates, um, but to get anyone half decent, like I don't have enough money. I've got, I'm like 15k short of going Coates to Hamoli, which would have been like brilliant. But to to fund that, I'm I would have to do Fafita to Peoples, um, which I'm not against like going early because I think his security's good and um, I don't know. I don't really think he'd be much of a bench risk. I think he's one of those guys that would just drop out of the side. Um, Rather he's a guy that'll play round seventeen, but yeah, he doesn't get injured yeah. too. Because so Arrow it's, Murray, yeah, like they're they're going to be down guys. So I've been looking at that a little bit with trades. Like it is a short window between between the two buys, and it is hard to make up your numbers. So right now, I don't mind making trades, even if it doesn't benefit the first buy. If it's a guy that I'm pretty confident, barring injury, which we can't predict, that'll be there for the second buy. That's why, like, I'm Milne this week. I don't mind getting in because I feel like if I don't get him now, it's going to be a while before I can afford him, but I know he'll be there. Well, this it'll basically it'll buy. basically be this south side minus Jai Arrow because Latrell, you think, will go into camp. Cody won't go into camp. Taff will play fullback. Cam Murray's already out. Arrow will go into camp. Like, so we're not really missing much from south, so I don't hate that. Um, how many numbers are you looking at for 13? Because I'm thinking I'm, thinking I'm going to have 12 or 13, and I'm kind of cool with that. Like, if I have 12 or 13 players for the buy, I'm pretty happy with that. At 13, I'll have 14 to 16. Cool. Well, mine, mine depends on Cotter. Uh, I think if Cotter doesn't get named, I've got 14. So we'll go from there. But um, let's move into some spicy, spicy hot takes. My first one, my man, <laughs> I just... I've just got I've just got Melbourne to put forty on on the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know how how hot that is. I just think the Bellamy bounce back is going to be there. It's going to be real. That is spicy, and I don't think that'll happen. Uh, my first one is that Turbo limps through another game, even though it's just a cork. Just it's just, just a cork. Just a cork. It's just a freaking cork. He will again copper hits, and he will limp through another game, and he will score sweet fuck all. That is my uh, prediction for Tom Turbo. I've got Adam Reynolds under fifty. Uh, I just think it's a, it's the curse of Supercoach. Two good two good games, and everyone the hype gets real, and just under fifty this week. Yeah, I can see that. That's, yeah, it's one of those things when you jump on the hype player. That's what happens. Uh, my second one is I've got the Eels winning thirteen plus, and I've got Gutho scoring a try and going ninety plus this week. He's been a bit quiet lately. Uh, I've got our boy Cam McInnes over 65 back in the starting role. That's probably not very spicy, but I just think he'll... That's not spicy. He'll, okay, over 70, <laughs> over 70. We'll go 1 PPM. I'll take I'll take 70 plus. All right, 70 um, plus. And my final one is that Nathan Cleary tons up this week against the Chookies. My last one is Seosifa Talakai with a big bounce back 80 plus performance against whoever Justin Holbrook trots out to, to, to mark him. Please, please <laughs> let that one be true. 100%. Mate, I thank you very much once again for joining me. Um, really good to be back in the swing of things. The break I had was much needed, and we're, we're back. You're, the rank's climbing back up, man. I'm on the slide. I've, I think I've had three weeks in a row where I've had, my, I've, I've had red arrows, but thankfully they've only been like minus 50 spots, minus 30 spots, minus 100 spots. So... I think we've sl- we've slid from like four hundredth to six forty one, and you're on the rise. So um, only three hundred slowly, slowly three hundred. Uh, I'm three hundred. So dead points. set. I'm literally like one or two like captaincy yeah. choices off, like being top fifteen hundred. It's just it's so frustrating. Let's just I hope just can't for, make the right moves. Let's just hope for both of us that TPJ scores a double. 
oh, fuck, let's just hope he plays 65-plus minutes and, and then I'll be okay because hey, he'll I score 60-plus if he does. I didn't watch much footy last week. What happened? I saw he went off and then I saw him came back on and then I saw him go off again. Was he just gassed or was he injured? All right, so this is my view, just watching the game. He looked cooked after about 10 minutes. He was on his haunches. The flu, and I was the sitting there going, how humid is it up there in Brisbane? And then by about the 18th, 19th minute, he's off. Far and up. he comes back on probably, I reckon, three minutes before half time. maybe makes one hit up. And then he played about five minutes into the second half. He's gone again. And I'm sitting there going, what the f- is going on here? Is he injured? What's happening? And then there's all this speculation that he's playing with the flu. And then he ended up coming on, I think, for the, about the final eight minutes. And I just sat there and went, what the hell was this? This guy's been playing like 70 to 80 minutes all season. I buy him and he's on the field for like 30 minutes. No, what the t- hell? Tell me about it. I spent I spent, I spent like $1.3 million on my trades last week, which in Garrick and TPJ for a combined like 45 points. So <laughs> it was not good. But hey, let's hope for the TPJ bounce back factor. Let's hope for a bounce back factor in general because I don't really want to score a thousand again this week. Uh, we no, were doing, we were, this we were doing well. Brewski, mate, thank you very much. We will hang back for another 10 minutes or so on YouTube, as we always do. Uh, but for anyone listening on to the podcast, once again, thank you so much. Um, I've been Yessi Whisperer, joined by BrewSC22, and watch Cody Ramsey score 100 points this weekend. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Thanks. You stay classy. See you guys. Bye.